Living your life as both a spiritual teacher and spiritual student is not about learning or becoming anything. It's about remembering and living as the truth you are. With deep conviction and enthusiasm, Reverend Randy Thickey guides and encourages others to go within to their intimate space to find their infinite truth. Welcome to I Am Spirit Creating. Today is February 2nd, 2020, which means that it's 02022020, so it's the same forward and backward. So um, embrace everything. Embrace everything and see things in as many different ways as you can see them. I know that when Glenda came in this morning, she said, do you realize it's the 33rd day of the year and there's 333 days left? I thought, that's kind of cool. Who sits around and thinks of those things? <laughs> and I kind of looked at her strange until she said, oh, no, someone told me. I didn't think about it myself. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, look at everything. Look at both sides of it. Look at the way that it appears, and then look at what's the opposite of that. Embrace everything. Can you say that with me? Embrace everything. Embrace everything. And I'm going to add to that in a minute. Our daily word for today, our daily words for the day is guidance. God's wisdom, love, and understanding are written on my heart. Can you say that with me? God's wisdom, love, and understanding are written on my heart. In the Bible, the prophet Jeremiah shares his inspiring vision describing God's promise. To put my law within them and I will write it on their heart. I put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts. God's law is spiritual principle, which brings order to the universe and everything in it. It is also God's living, God's presence, and God's mind that fills our heart and fills our life each and every day if we choose to let it. Through my prayer and meditative practice, I open to the spiritual law at work in my life. My understanding grows the harmony within the law and the harmony within me allowing any discernment to lead me to make sound decisions in every area of my life. In the silence, I claim the wisdom, love, and understanding that are inherently mine, and I allow them to guide me. And our scripture today comes from Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 33. I will put my law within them. I will write it on their hearts. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. So, what do you do with all that? Where do you go with all that? I think it all starts by simply believing. <coughs> believing that everything is possible and embracing everything. Can you say that with me? Embracing everything and avoiding nothing. And that may sound strange to you, but we're going to explore that later on today. Embrace everything and avoid nothing. Because everything is not just possible. Everything is... Everything is not only possible. Everything is promised. I was going to say something different, but I think that sounds better. 
everything is not only possible, everything is promised. When you believe. So in this moment, I invite you to turn within and ask what part or what miracle am I a part of? What miracle is mine to see? I used to believe that we manifested miracles and I don't believe that anymore. I believe that miracles are happening each and every day and we don't have to manifest them because they already are. We manifest how we see them. We manifest how we see them. So I ask you today as you turn within to ask yourself, how do I see this differently? How do I embrace everything? How do I know and how do I recognize a miracle when it's happening? Because if you're not seeing miracles, I promise you, it isn't that they're not occurring, it's that you're refusing to see them. And everything is a miracle. The fact that I'm standing here today and we're communicating as one being to another is a miracle. The fact that we are aligned and together in oneness and that there's only one presence and one power in the universe and that one presence and that one power is you and is me is a miracle. You see, the only thing that stops a miracle from happening is not the ability to believe it, but the ability to see it. So I, I ask you to go within and say, Spirit, allow me to see in a brand new way. Allow me to see it as it is, rather than how I am trying to make it be. Allow me to see it as it is, rather than how I want it to be. Allow me to see it. Allow me to see me. Allow me to see you, Spirit. Allow me to be in the oneness that we are. In this moment, I allow my heart to be a sanctuary of love and peace. In this moment, I listen for the guidance of Spirit and I am gently guided to my good. In this moment, I am radiant and I am vitally alive. In this moment, I am attuned to divine ideas and abundantly prospering. In this moment, I allow divine love and divine understanding to express and to be the expression of me. For God's love Wisdom and understanding are written on my heart. I put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they shall be my people. I will be their God and they shall be my people. I am in the presence of pure being in stillness and in quietness, I receive that which is for me to know. I am in the presence of pure being, in stillness and in quietness. I receive that which is for me to know. 
I invite you as it becomes comfortable for you to return right here, right now. And as it becomes comfortable for you, I invite you to return right here, right now. Because right here and right now is all there truly is. Right here and right now is the chance where you have an opportunity to embrace everything and to avoid nothing. Reverend Wentworth walked in the door this morning and he had two envelopes in his hand and I wasn't really paying attention until he said, one of these is for you. He said, do you want it now or do you want it at the end of service? And like a little kid at Christmas, I said, I want to know what's in the envelope. So I said, I'll take it now. And what he handed me was the dedication of this building in 1978. He found the document. He found the program of what was going on on that day. And so he made me a copy, and I think Reverend Gloria Holt a copy, correct? I don't know who the other one is. Okay. Oh, Sharon a copy, okay. And I was looking at it, and that's where the statement, I am in the presence of pure being, in stillness and in quietness. I receive that which is for me to know. I read that and thought, man, that's perfect for today. What would happen if I realized that everyone that walked through the door has a special gift for me? And all I had to do was notice it. All I had to do was see it. All they had to do is know that it was for me, and then we just need to share it. So today, as you're walking through life, I want you to see every single person as someone that you have a gift for. And see every single person as someone who has a gift for you. And if you just can't quite see it, I invite you to look again. And if you just can't quite see it, then look through the eyes of love or look through the eyes of light or look through the eyes of God. Because failing to see a gift in everyone else is failing to see the gift that is in you. Because failing to see the gift in everyone else is failing to see the gift that's in you. I am in the presence of pure being in stillness and in quietness. I receive that which is for me to know. Isn't that freeing? To know that you're always in the Spirit. To know that you always can find the next move. You always can find the adjacent room. You can always find your way down that dark hallway. You can always break You can always see the light a day again. And you can always see the light within you again. Let that sink in. Because I don't know about you, but there are days that I just long to be safe. There are days that I just long to be secure. There are days when I just yearn for that peacefulness that is God, that is me. But there are some days that I simply don't see it 
yet I'm still satisfied. Because if you don't know that you're safe, secure, peaceful, and satisfied, you got to look at it differently. Because those are givens in every situation, even when you don't feel it. You are a child of God. You are part of that one presence and that one power. You are the everything there is. So our service today is entitled Embrace Everything, and as I was driving in, I added avoid nothing. Embrace everything and avoid nothing. And I always stand up here and I feel like we're having a sermon, so today I'm going to want to have more of a dialogue. So I want you to turn within right now and I want you to think about what those words mean to you. Embrace everything and avoid nothing. Nothing. Embrace everything and avoid nothing. And when you think you have a concept or you'd like to share, I'm going to give you a microphone and I want you to say what those words mean for you. Because we are a community of love and a community talks and a community listens, so I want to know what your opinions are on embracing everything. So who feels comfortable sharing what that might mean for them? And please stand, if you're able. Embrace everything, no matter what. There's always a silver, silver lining in every cloud. There's always a silver lining. You have to look for it. Just embrace it and avoid nothing. Because you avoid something, you don't know what you're missing. Don't okay. ever avoid anything. Okay. Just embrace everything. Who else? Allow life to happen. There you go. Who else? Come on. Who else would like to share? Embrace everything. Here we go. Embrace honest communication. Don't avoid conflict. Amen. Anyone else? Here we go. Good morning. I have a daughter that lives in Arkansas, and she went on a trip um, nearby, and took a hike in the woods, and uh, she got lost. And uh, by use of her cell phone, her husband was able to kind of locate where she was, but the police had to be called, and they had uh, dogs that had to find her. And um, it was just by the grace of God and the angels surrounding her that she was found, and I embraced everything. Amen. Anyone else want to share? Going, going. Here we go. I think 
many times we get some epiphany and we think, now that would work really good for that person because that other person is not where they need to be. Instead, I think that gives us the opportunity to embrace everything, embrace them right where they are, and then that automatically shifts whatever we're trying to avoid. Embrace everything, avoid nothing. Anyone else? You know, I really don't feel comfortable standing up and talking, but yeah, I uh -huh. felt like I had to. Um, there have been times in my life that I felt like things were going wrong. And now I look back and I realize those were the times when I was learning so much to make me who I am now. So I think all of those times, the times that felt good, and the times that felt kind of scratchy, I had to live them to become more of who I am now. Thank you for letting me share. I, I think the avoid nothing is probably big for me. Like she said, don't avoid conflict. I'm big at that, which means it never gets resolved, it stays down. If you don't climb a mountain, you never get over the top. If you didn't go through all the stuff, you would still be stuck in the jail cell. So um, taking the hard things and going on through them, for that matter, you can bring it down to is you may hate doing the dishes, but if you don't do them, they don't get done. So <laughs> avoid nothing. Anyone else? Leave anybody out. Everything, everything, everything is an opportunity for growth. Everything, everything is an opportunity for growth. There's allness within us all. See it, feel it, and know it. Yeah. yeah, the embrace everything I think is pretty clear. It's that avoid nothing that got me, that stumbled me. And I woke up in the middle of the night and I thought avoid nothing, avoid nothing, avoid nothing. Should I, should I go there? And then this morning when I was driving I thought why not? Because, see, I've been working on this sermon all week long, and as most of you guys know, it's normally like the middle of the night before the day of the service that it just clicks for me. And I had mentioned to someone yesterday that the topic today was going to be embrace everything, and they said, but I don't want to embrace hatred in the world, but I don't want to embrace death, but I don't want to embrace the cruelty, but I don't want to embrace and had this laundry list of things that they didn't want to embrace. And I remember saying to them, well, wh wh why avoid those things? Why not embrace them? Embrace them doesn't mean you have to love them and nurture them and feed them and help them grow. It means to embrace them and say, where am I in this? And how can I embrace? How can I hold? How can I love? How can I be with 
whatever it is at this time. Because sometimes we need to be with our anger. Sometimes we need to be with our depression. Sometimes we need to be with, with the hurt. Sometimes we have to be with the conflict. Because until we're with it, we can't know it. And until we know it, we can't rise above it. The avoid nothing is really an oxymoron. Because in unity we say there's one presence and one power in our lives, God the good. And if there's one presence and one power, then everything is good. Everything is God. Everything is part of that one presence and that one power. So it's impossible to avoid nothing because everything is. Because God is, because good is, and because we are. So the embrace everything for me this morning when I was driving in was embrace God. Because God is all. God is everything. God is you. God is me. God is within me. God is through me. God works as me. And until I fully embrace that, I will understand or create nothing. And it's me that creates the nothingness in my life. So if I don't create nothing, I don't have to avoid nothing. God is, I am, so therefore everything is. So when I embrace everything, I embrace God. And when I avoid nothing, I avoid the opportunity to believe that there's something that's other than God. Because if we're embracing everything and there's only one thing, there's nothing to avoid. And if we find there's something to avoid, then we're living in a duplicity. We're living in a world where we really don't believe that there's only one presence and one power, and we feel as humans we need to create something else. The answer to embrace everything and avoid nothing is inside each and every one of you. Embrace everything. Taking it back to Nashville. We were leaving the hotel and we decided we were going to go to um, a place called Printer's Alley. And it was only three or four blocks from our place. So we walked out the door, and someone, I'm not mentioning any names, looked at GPS and said, oh, it's just three blocks that way and one block down the street. Three blocks and one, three blocks and one. I said, okay, that's fine. So we passed the first block and passed the second block and passed the third block, and we turned to go down that last block, and we went three blocks in the wrong direction. <laughs> so really, it was not three blocks. It was three blocks plus six blocks back, but I started laughing. And I, the first thing I said is, well, did you not look at where we were starting from? And she said, I did, but I just didn't see it. I said, isn't that what we do most of the time? We know where we want to go, but we refuse to embrace everything and avoid nothing and say, where am I at right now? And for some of us, we are feeling like nothing right now. And in order to embrace everything, we have to avoid nothing, but we have to know what nothing is first. Or we have to say, there is no nothing, and this is where I'm at. 
And so I'm here to tell you, if you truly are desiring to embrace everything, it starts with that GPS, that God positioning system in your mind. And you have to put in the location from which you're starting from. Where am I right now in this moment? And where do I want to go? Now, I don't know about you, but my GPS never says, where are you at this moment? And can you tell me how long you've been there? <laughs> Wait, before we decide where we're going, where were you yesterday at this time? <laughs> no, wait a minute. Where, where, I really can't get you to where you're going unless you tell me where you were last week and last month and last year and 20 years ago. But I find that in this human world, in this idea of I don't want to be here anymore and I want to go over there, we say to ourselves, how am I going to get there? And we start with, where have we been stuck at for such a long time? We start with, well, this is what happened to me two days ago and I don't think I can get to where I'm going tomorrow. I'm asking you to just live your life like a GPS system. And the only way to go where you're going is to know where you're at. And when you clearly define where you're at, don't decide how long you've been there and how long it's had a hold of you. Don't say where I'm at today and where I'm going is dependent on where I was three weeks ago. Because the only place dependent on where you're going is where you are now. Sounds easy, doesn't it? Now, when you go from Kansas City to Nashville and you don't take a non-stop flight, you have to stop in a smaller city first. And you have to wait it out for 45 minutes or an hour or an hour and 15 minutes and then you have to go back on the plane and go to where you're going. But I don't know about you, but when I'm going to Nashville and I get on the plane and it stops in Oklahoma City or Dallas and I sit for 50 minutes, I don't get depressed and frustrated and angry because I'm not in Nashville and say, I'm just going back home. Because I know where I'm going and I know that this is just a stop along the way. This is not a non-stop flight. This is a connecting flight. And so what happens to us in our everyday life, we say, you know what? I wish I could be here. But I'm right here right now. And now what happens is we decide we're going to go in the direction we want to go. And we start to go there. And then all of a sudden we stop a minute later, an hour later, a week later, and we say, why the hell am I not there yet? And we say, screw this, I'm going back. We get to our connecting flight and say, this is not Nashville, this is not love, this is not light, this is not the life I want, so screw it, I'm not going to continue on even though I know where I'm going and I know there's a connecting flight, but this is not Nashville, I'm going back home. This is not the relationship I wanted yesterday, and it hasn't manifested today, so it must not be working. I'm going back to that miserable life I was in before. Instead of saying, I know where I'm going, and I know that it's going to be three blocks, and then i got to make a turn. And sometimes I'm going to go down those three blocks, and I'm going to say, wait a minute, this is not the way. But it doesn't mean I go back home. It means I take the extra steps and walk the additional blocks and then make the turn to where I'm going. Because we have to understand and we have to realize that a trip of a thousand miles starts with a single footstep. And if when you make that footstep, you're not there, you've got to keep traveling on. You can't give up. As long as you know where you're going 
and you say to yourself, I have the commitment to take as many connecting flights as it takes and embrace all the people on the plane when I go, even if they're not being quiet so I can take a nap, or even though there is turbulence along the way and the plane is shaking, I know where I'm going, and just because there's a little bit of shake in the plane doesn't mean I'm going to jump out with my parachute and pray that I land back home in Kansas City. But we do that in our lives every day. We get halfway there or part of the way there and then we say, we're not there yet. I'm going back home. And then three days later or three weeks later or three months later, we decide we're going back again. Knowing good and well that it's not going to happen in an instant. And knowing good and well that when we get halfway there, we're just going to give up all over again. So I'm asking you to embrace everything. Know where you're going and say, no matter what happens on the path to get there, I'm going to embrace it because I know where I'm going and I know where I'm meant to be. And avoid the thinking of nothing's happened yet. Embrace everything that's getting you to where you're going. And avoid the idea that it just hasn't happened or nothing has happened yet. I'm asking you today. I'm asking you right now. to decide that you're going to move something in your life. That you're going to shift from where you are and you're going to plan the trip to where you want to go. Map it out if you have to. But understand that even with the greatest intention, sometimes we get the directions wrong. But in any moment we say, where were we going again? We reroute and we go there. We don't go back to where we were once stuck. So wherever you're stuck at today, I invite you to use your GPS, your God's positioning system. The love that is you. The light that is you the wisdom that you have within you and the understanding that it may not happen on your timing, but it will happen. Anything good is just a thought or two away. Anything good, anything great, anything meant for you is simply a thought, a word, an action, a smile, the holding of a door, the hugging of a friend, the knowing of a self away. Don't give up on your journey simply because you don't think you've arrived there yet. And all of us at Unity Southeast, awaiting in the other cell, saying, what do you got? Because we need you and you need us. But today, today we're breaking free. I invite you to do the same. Namaste. Namaste.